Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,341. Today, we're celebrating the 6th annual Philadelphia Concorde Elegance. It takes place this weekend, June 24th through the 25th at the Simeon Foundation Automotive Museum. To learn more, go to philadelphiaconcord.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yachtadam in Philadelphia. Of course, you know why, because all this week we've been uh, promoting the 6th Annual Philadelphia Concours. I'm with somebody very special today who is a diehard Kai guy, but you know him from the movies, Luis De Silva Jr. Luis, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. A huge fan of your show and uh, kind of like a cool, cool treat to be a part of uh, what you got going on. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you. And, you know, telling a guy like you is into cars the way you are, that you're ready to release the clutch is kind of a silly thing, especially with the franchise that you and your team have done at uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. But before we get started and I give you a more proper introduction, I want you to share one little thing with our listeners that maybe people don't know about you. Well, I think, uh, you know, been in Hollywood for 20 years, but prior to coming into Hollywood, I was uh, known as one of the best basketball dribblers, um, signed the Nike endorsement deal in 2001 for the introduction of NikeBasketball.com on the beginning of the domain and starred in this campaign, which is arguably one of the best Nike campaigns and commercials of all time. Yeah. Uh, Made cover of Time Magazine, front page of the Wall Street Journal and played basketball. And then, uh, Got my break, you know, really around the 2007 with Jody Foster and Neil Jordan on the Brave One with Terrence Howard. And from there, that kind of transpired into a couple of the projects until we landed the Fast Five and, you know, been in Hollywood for the past 20 years. But it all started, you know, most of us actors always come from something, whether it's music or or dance. And mine had to be the entertaining and basketball. I played professional show basketball as well. So, you know, being an athlete kind of runs in my blood. and still love the, the game of basketball dearly. And if it wasn't for the game, I wouldn't be in this industry. So yeah. uh, most people don't know that. And if they don't know, they uh, certainly they know now. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, you think back to that situation. Did you ever think, I mean, was being in the movies and film, was that something that you had aspired no. to before then? Or did it just kind of Ab- happen? Absolutely not. Yeah, wow. it's a good question. Uh, no, I mean, you know, even dating back to high school, solely focused on, on sports after graduating and doing my endeavors with Nike and, you know, leading their, their marketing campaign. And clearly a lot of that comes with being in front of a camera, had a passion for entertaining. And I think the excitement and high for me is watching everybody enjoy what I'm performing and doing, whether that's dribbling and, or just now translating into acting. It's, uh, I think the fulfillment of people taken away from their reality for an hour or two, I feel like it uh, gives me a sense of responsibility and something that I, I like to feel responsible for and giving back to our society. I feel like that's my motivation each and every day I come on on set. So 
Yeah, I didn't know that this was going to be my plan, but, uh, you know, I'm a spiritual guy, and sometimes the Lord kind of fits in where, where you need to be, and it's um, so it's exciting. It's exciting, but no, I did not wake up one day and say, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to be an actor, but uh, here I am. I'm, uh, I'm knee-deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I would think so. Well, let me introduce you in a proper way here, and we're going to dive into some cool things, because another thing that you listeners may not know about this man is he is a diehard portaholic, uh, as I should say, because you know I am as well. So let me uh, let me dive into this. Actor Luis De Silva Jr., best known for his memorable roles in the blockbuster films Fast Five and Fast Ten, will be the Grand Marshal of the 6th Annual Philadelphia Concord Elegance. Of course, it takes place this coming weekend, June 23rd, 24th, at the Simeon Foundation Automotive Museum in Philadelphia. Luis is a Porsche fan and an honorary member of the Chattenbaum region of the Porsche Club of America, celebrating its 50th anniversary. He drives a bright lizard green Porsche 911 GT3 Street Racer in Fast 10, the most recent film in the Fast and Furious franchise, now playing in theaters and streaming on Amazon Prime. How cool is that? In movies over the years, he has driven several models of the mark that is celebrating its 75th anniversary, of course, and uh, the Concorde coming up, which is dubbed Porsche Delphia. <laughs> Very cool. Luis has a special place in his heart for Porsche. The 986 Boxster he customized with vertical scissor doors was the first of its kind back in 2001. So he's been in this game for a long time. We'll be back to learn a lot more about Luis, but first a word from our sponsors. So please give them a little love to keep the gas in the tanks here. And we'll be right back. Fast and furious. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So, Luis, it is super cool to have you here because when I have celebrities on the show, I kind of feel like I know them 
I feel like I know all my guests because they're car people, but you especially because of your passion for Porsche and the movies. We talked a little bit about you not really knowing you were going to get into the movie world, but I want to go all the way back a little further because I have a feeling your passion for Porsche and cars maybe goes back to your childhood. Am I true in that thought? Absolutely. You know, I remember growing up as, you know, as a young boy, children and boys growing up have cars hanging on their wall and like your iconic car and mine was the 959 i mean uh <laughs> who doesn't love that one to yeah. me today is still the most iconic sports car that is uh extremely rare and uh still kind of like uh, the myth because you know you barely you know rarely you see them in the u.s but um you know the 959 for me it's uh it's the dream car have you ever been to uh, Bruce Canapa's shop to see his 959 SC? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. I got to connect you guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, it's funny because I, you know, all my travels with cars, it's, that's the one car I have not yet seen in person. And I'm supposed to be doing the Saudi Arabia car show. And I know there's a shoe out there. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. you know, if I can find one in the States, please connect me. Well, Bruce is a, he's a restoration guru. He's got an incredible shop in Scotts Valley, California. You can go there and look at the, you go in there, it's like a candy store. His clientele is the top of the top of the top. But what Bruce does is take the, the 959 and then he augments it, puts his touch on it and makes it even better, which is pretty incredible because that car is an old car now, 20 plus years old, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Well, I'm going to connect you two because you'll go nuts when you go visit Bruce for sure. I want to move ahead a little bit to this opportunity that you have. Uh, you're going to be what I call the grand poobah, if you will, of the upcoming Philadelphia Concours, the Grand Marshal. How did this all come together? You know, I just, um, I, I think, uh, you know, a little serendipity, right? When opportunity and luck kind of strike together. And I think, you know, what a perfect timing, right? You right. know, leading into the Fast 10 and being the only character in the entire franchise in 23 plus years that had two of the same vehicles in both of the two biggest tuner scenes in the franchise, and they happened to be Porsche. How ironic, right? It's a Brazilian driver. I speak Portuguese, and my first sports car was a Porsche. So I felt like, you know, it was almost written to be, <laughs> you, were you know, for the to part. be me. So, <laughs> yeah, it was meant to be. So I, I'm very excited. And more importantly, it's the 75th year for Porsche. So, you know, I figured it's the best time to be involved in being an East Coast actor from the franchise and one of the only ones. And they're doing this in Philadelphia with a 75th year anniversary for Porsche. Made all the sense. So I'm extremely honored and, and excited. You know, a couple of weeks back, I was just out in Indy 500 for the race got a chance to see a lot of those you know the basement in the indy works you know only the elite members got to see with all you know the special cars and you can't really have your phone out and it's you know everything that you haven't seen or 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 hope to see is in that basement and then um uh the grand marshal there was uh adam driver that i worked on in a project called patterson a few years oh, back yeah. and he's an indiana oh, cool. guy yeah yep he's from indiana so he was a grand marshal there on that one and i was one of the celebrity guests and uh, we got a chance to meet and then um you know look a couple years i mean a couple of weeks moving forward and now i'm going to be the grand marshal and i'm a philadelphia guy now you know born in the Jersey, but I call the Philadelphia area home now. I've been here for, you know, since uh, 
pandemic and post-pandemic. So it's just, this is home now for me, and I'm extremely excited. And 75 years of Porsche, right? So it's exciting. Can you believe it? Yeah, you're going to be around some pretty special rarefied air, not only that collection, uh, Simeon Foundation and the cars that he collected, but also some of the people they're going to be having aboard. And they were guests this week, people from the Porsche world, uh, Jack Atkinson, uh, Woody Woodard. Uh, these are guys that work for for Penske Racing, Porsche, Brumos. Uh, we're going to have some other people there, including Hurley Haywood, I think is going to call in, who's been a guest many times on the show here. So you're going to be around some Porsche fans and Porsche world. I think you're going to have a, well, I know you're going to have a, a really, really good time. You know, one of the things I like to ask my guests has to do with what I call our driving inspirations, people that were mentors or influential in the success that you've seen in your life. Is there somebody like that for you? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, I grew up around family and uncles that were, you know, mechanical engineers and technicians. Their first cars growing up and became becoming, you know, mechanic engineers and, and mechanic technicians was Porsche 911. So before when I got my license in 1718 and leading the Nike campaign and my first vehicle again was a Porsche, the only one in, in North America at least that modified it with the Lamborghini scissor doors. So it was exciting. And this was back in 2001 and then had a few Porsches since then. So there's nothing like the German ingenuity, in my opinion. And and the speeds and the way it handles is one of a kind. Still can't figure it out how fast these things can go and how well they handle only being a six speed. So I tip my hat off to their ingenuity and, and what they've been doing for 75 years. Well, it's cool to have uh, family members that are so influential and supportive of you. Family so important. You know, challenges that are another great thing I like to talk about here, and it isn't so much about drumming up difficult times. It's more about what that challenge taught you in your life and career path. Is there a specific situation you can share with us that was very challenging for you, but when you look back, you go, you know, I'm kind of glad I had to go through that. Well, for one, I guess the decision on, you know, uh, I went into a workout with the Harlem Globetrotters and everybody knows the world famous Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. This is uh, back in, I think, 2000 and I want to say 2008 and nine, and though this was right before the Fast Five, I had the opportunity and one of the few athletes to be offered a guaranteed contract to play with the Harlem Globetrotters and went to Houston Rockets training camp and played basketball, offered a guaranteed contract to play with the team. But, you know, with doing so, there would be a couple of rights and, you know, the tricks basketball name has, you know, been held with me for a long time. And we couldn't really come to a, a common ground and me keeping my name and my likeness and still play for the organization. So, unfortunately, we kind of parted and it bothered me. And sometimes I, I, you know, during those months, I was like, man, I don't know if I made the right decision. It's oh, a childhood sure. dream of mine, yeah. especially as an athlete to really play with them. But long and behold, years progressed and the opportunity with Fast Five came up. And Thank goodness you didn't sign that, right? Yeah, because then it gave me the opportunity to land these projects that would be monumental and iconic roles that would be in cinematic you know, history forever yeah, yeah. and shared with the world. So it, it all happens for a reason, you know, at the moment of time and anything anybody goes through in life, you think it's the end of the world and we're all humans, right? So you got to go through those emotions and the highs and lows, but you look back and you say, it all happens for a reason. But during, during that moment, whatever your listeners are going through, I mean, we all got things we're going through. It's, it seems like it's difficult and it is, but you know, you got to allow yourself to know you got to go through those emotions and it's okay. You know, what emotions you go through, whether they're highs, whether they're lows, but in all in all, the good energy and good always prevails. And 
you find yourself looking back and saying, you know what, it wasn't that bad and it had to happen. So yeah, it's all exciting. It's all exciting. But um, I'm glad I didn't take on that journey because if I did, we wouldn't be having these conversations about Fast Five and Fast Ten. I know. <laughs> I mean, being a spiritual guy that you are, and, and this conversation I'm having with you today that I'm, I'm so fortunate, you are a very high-energy, positive person, I would assume, when it comes to almost anything that you face. Would, would you say that that positivity combined with your passion for religion and God and belief has formed you so that you can get through these difficult times? Has that been a big help for you? Yeah, you know, in, in many ways. I think, you know, we live in a in a society where things happen fast and um, it's not too many people. I'm still kind of raised with old school qualities and not too many folks these days really turn to spirituality and, you know, um, being tangible, right? Things you can't touch and feel and, and see. And, you know, our society happens fast. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to to kind of still have older qualities that were that were embedded in me and, and morals that I grew up with that still resonates to my adulthood and, and, and fatherhood. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a father of two. I have an eight-year-old beautiful daughter, and I have a six-month-year-old son. Oh, my so, gosh, a new, a new one. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I got a new little guy. So I got one of each, and I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, important. it's important, especially today's day and age, to have a balance and these cell phones, technology and things of this caliber, you know, our society and technology happens very fast. And sometimes you got to take a step back, you know, try to try to have a balance. And it's OK to put put life on neutral sometimes, at least for a couple of hours a week, you know. <laughs> well, I've got to imagine, especially being in the Hollywood world and, and how that is, I can only imagine. But all the things pulling and tugging at you, being grounded the way you are has got to be a great blessing for you and a, and a great help for you. And it will be for your children as they grow up and, and your spouse and your family, because a lot of times you can get swept up in that. And you, you take Fast and Furious and that that entire uh, persona. Now, it's a movie, so it's, it's all made up stories and so forth. But you can see how even in that world, people get caught up in things and they do things maybe they shouldn't be doing. But I would assume that that real strong background you got sounds like you had a great family has really helped you and helped ground you through these experiences in life. Yeah, no, it, it, it has. I mean, you, you, you know, you nailed it. You know, the Fast and Furious, you can't think of anything in Hollywood that has that much facade and craze. And I mean, literally, you know, we're talking about, you know, just filming this past this last summer in, in, in London and, you know, shots in Rome and Portugal. I mean, we're talking about almost $550 million budget. I mean, our premiere was in the Coliseum. Incredible. Exactly. Like the Coliseum for the first time and ever, they rented out the Coliseum for, you know, two hours to do the red carpet. That's never been done before, nor would it ever will be. But, um, you know, this franchise it has such a global appeal that, um, you know, they could pretty much move mountains and what they want in terms of publicity and advertising and just to be a part of it is, is, is exhilarating, exciting, but yet being from a, a spiritual family, blue collar workers, it adds a, a humility and a humble factor that this is all good now, but whether this was in my life or now, not, I will remain the same and never let it get too, too far ahead of yourself. Cause yeah. as much as you got now, I mean, uh, it could be taken away. So, yep. you know, I always take things for what they are and try to enjoy the moment, especially, you know, older I'm getting, you know, I'm 40 now. So when I was 20, my mindset was fast, fast, fast at the moment of time. But now I kind of like, you know, I go to these red carpet premieres and I just, 
I zoom out and just try to enjoy the moment for what it is because life happens fast and it's uh, it's all exciting and, and it becomes all of it just becomes a memory. So the more you can appreciate the time and absorb every every moment, it, it establishes more memories. Well, you touched on a key thing here and you've got this and that is understanding gratitude. And if you can understand gratitude and be grateful every day, really every day becomes a great day. And by the way, happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day. Thank you. Same to you. Oh, yeah. I've got yep, yep. I got a girl and a boy. Yeah, they're about five years apart. There you uh, go. But I'm a grandpa now. So I've got a grandson and I've got a granddaughter wow, nice. who's going to show up in about a month. So Nice. God bless. Well, thank you. I'm in that next evolution of life. So it's pretty darn special. But uh, having a girl and a boy, there you go. Just like we did. It's a great combination. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you mentioned a very unique car. And I want you to elaborate on this a little bit. Something you did back in 2001. You commissioned a 986 Boxster. I love those cars. I love the Boxster, the Cayman, everything about it, that mid-engine configuration. But you did a little customizing to this, this thing. Can you tell us about where the inspiration came from, who did the work for you, and why this car was so special for you? Well, it was, uh, number one, it was, um, I always had a passion for Porsche. And uh, I think in 97, right, was it 97 or 98, it was the introduction of the, the I guess, the more of the convertible two-door everyday driver, which is the Boxster. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of one of the most, um, I guess, the inexpensive in their collection. They were trying to make a car that would hover around that, I don't know, 50 or 65, 70 range. More of the uh, affordable price point as in comparison to the Carreras or the yeah, 911s. It's kind of like the new 914, if you will. Exactly, exactly. And they uh, and uh, I got my hands on a 2001. It was, uh, it was new. And I, um, I, it was uh, um, an eggplant purple. Ooh, okay. Uh, That's like a unique a color. Purple. Yeah, yeah. And then it had camel tan interior, Tiptronic. And um, uh-huh. I said, oh, what can I do to this one that would kind of uh, identify as my car, I wanted to do something different and special. And this was the new, you know, they had those new scissor door kits that were just coming out. And I was, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I was living in Linden, New Jersey, and there was a, a, an auto body shop that this is no longer in existence. I think they sold off, you know, like most things are getting broken down in the inner cities and turning into, you know, uh, 16 16 story apartment units. Uh-huh. But uh, it was a very reputable auto modification shop and i uh, i went to them and sat with the owner we had about a week of a conversation try to try to see how this would work because people don't realize how heavy the doors are for porsche unlike a lot of other cars german german safety right (laughs) yeah Yeah, the german ingenuity yep it's it's not plastic it's it's you know it's 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 heavy so trying to get these uh scissor doors modified took some time you know and some configuration you know so it took about two and a half weeks and uh we got them on and people still talk about it it's been over 20 years and it's like the only one to have or or the the gut to modify porsche doors into scissor doors which i know porsche really wasn't too happy me doing that but um i look back and i'm like i don't think i would do it again the reason being is like okay that's the excitement you had the lamborghini doors on a porsche Wow, you know, like you know, you know, the car show scene really wasn't as prominent as it is now because what influenced the car scenes was Fast and Furious, and that the first one came out in two thousand and one. The tuner scenes in the past twenty years, there's car shows everywhere, at least for the cultural urban car shows. I mean, there's always classical car shows, but now they're like you know, every city has car shows. The influence was our franchise. So, uh, long and behold, you know, the the only downside of having this is uh. 
you know, when nobody's used to seeing it and you go to valet the car or you park it in the city for staying overnight at hotels or restaurants, I, I probably had the friggin' door bent uh, half a dozen times and have to keep going back and getting it done. So oh, that was the one you. thing that was just like, yeah, that was the only nightmare. Then anytime somebody would, uh, you know, g- come into the passenger seat, I would have to get out and open the door. And, um, you know, <laughs> uh, at that point, I, you know, it was just uh, shivery was is, uh, still existed because uh, yeah. I, I was like the chauffeur. You have to get out because you, you didn't want a chance. <laughs> somebody <laughs> would damage your door. Bent. Yeah. Wow. But uh, fun times. Fun times. Things you do. Things you do when you're 22. <laughs> well, there you go. I love it. So I'm a bit of a car psychologist here. This is a unique question. I'll bet no one's ever asked you this. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Luis. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle. Now, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive the man in the mirror, who you are deep down inside. What kind of vehicle will you be? But more importantly, why? Wow, it's a very good question. <laughs> a very zen question. You know, you know, I would probably say, and it won't be a portion, but um, I would probably say, I would probably have to say maybe a Lamborghini Countach. Okay, we went down a different path here, and why? A that? whole other path, and here, and here's, and here's, uh, and here's my reason why. Uh-huh. Some of the history with Lamborghini, obviously, you know, they parted from Ferrari, and I kind of use that as okay not that i wanted to play with the you know with professional show basketball but at some point in life and whatever you do sometimes you have to part to make your own identity but uh with time yeah yeah but with time you would identify yourself and even though it is again what the lamborghini has done especially during the contact was risky. It was the first time the body actually really got extended wider and they were doing sharp edges, which was kind of, you know, it was a different touch to right. be modern of what we know as a sports car. So yeah. I like to say, you know what, I did it my way. There wasn't too many people in Hollywood that had a lot of tattoos. And now I'm putting it in the forefront and now it's becoming less taboo. Yep. So there's like a special flair there. And then also with time, it's, um, it only increased with value. So and only in time in your life, you would only get better and better. And the better comes from your wisdom and knowledge. Hmm. Nicely done. You did that really well. <laughs> that trips some people up. Nicely done, my friend. <laughs> it makes the world of sense too. Now, I yeah. I understand as I've talked to you here today, I know you're a guy who likes to give back and help. You mentioned this and alluded to it at the beginning of especially as your responsibility as a Hollywood actor to be an influence on young kids, a positive influence, because we all know some people are not. I know you are. One of the things that the uh, sixth annual Philadelphia Concord Elegance does, they raise money for a program called Cool Car for Kids. It's a nonprofit based in Philadelphia. It's done through the uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia as well to help kids with uh, rare diagnosed diseases and things like that. I've got to think it kind of warms your heart to be associated with that. Yeah, it's of course. I mean, to be blessed with two healthy children, and some families are, are not. At one point, I was living in Charlotte, and you know they had a children's hospital there, and I, I would donate a lot of my time, and, and I was a season ticket holder, and I'd donate some of the biggest games. You know, like I would go to the less desirable games, and then the bigger ticket 
games like when Stephen Curry's or the Cavs were coming, I would donate those tickets to families that nice. didn't have the the opportunity to go to those. And um, I say all that to say is because, you know, I'm again, I'm Roman Catholic. I pray to St. Jude every day. I'm a huge advocate for what St. Jude's done and what they're doing. And oh, now, yeah. CHOP, you know, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia is one of the best in, in the world at what they do and the cool carts for kids. I think that's awesome. You know, I want to continue on building even past this grand marshal experience and you know i i love what they do and i think it's important to give back especially to the very um unfortunate you know families that that have to deal with this and because you know at the end of the day children are children and they're all beautiful they all come from this from from a, a place of peace and love you know um fear anger hate is taught traits and no one's born with that so, you know, they're, they're innocent, they're innocent souls. And uh, I love what, whatever we can put smiles on their faces to, to alleviate any type of stresses for, you know, even as for uh, an hour or two, I think it's important uh, that we all give back in some capacity. Absolutely. So I'm happy to be a part of it, especially in your free time, you know, your free time should be time to do other things to, uh, and again, it goes back to being um, uh, appreciative and a grateful and gratitude. And that comes from, you know, giving your time to people that are less fortunate to even make you more grateful for you being able to live without strenuous dilemmas that come from uh, unfortunate and unseen situations and, and health is wealth and not everybody's privileged with it. So right. um, I don't take that for granted. I truly don't. Well, it's very cool. And I'll tell you, Luis, what I've learned after talking to almost 2,500 people here on Car Chat is we are at our best when we are helping other people. That is the secret sauce to life. You figured it out. A lot of people, it takes a long time for them to figure out, but that's something I've learned after talking to so many inspiring people. If we can find ways to help other people, that's when we really, really feel our best. So awesome what you do. I'll put yeah. links to CHOP, uh, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and Cool Car for Kids on Luis's uh, show notes page on the Cars Yeah website so you can find them. If you have the means to help them, they can use your help for sure. Are you a bit of a reader? Because we like to share books here on Cars Yeah. I know with all your probably travels, do you like reading books? And is there a book you might share with our listeners today? I do read occasionally. I'm a huge, uh, again, it goes back to sports and ESPN guy. And uh, Stephen A. Smith has his new book uh, that I just picked up. And it's called Straight Shooter with Stephen A. Smith. So I guess that's the Stephen A. Smith's a good friend of mine, personal friend of mine, and a uh, huge car guy. Loves the Fast and Furious franchise. And, nice. you know, I met him years back at the Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington's uh, premiere in in Hollywood. And he was so warm and welcoming. And he's from the, you know, Queens, New York. He's a metropolitan kid growing up. And, um, I, he, you know, he ran a lot of the sports for, uh, Philadelphia years back. And now he's leading first take, which, you know, is one of my favorite shows. So, yeah. uh, it's cool that, you know, you get to a certain point in your, in your career where, you know, people you look up to some of your mentors, some of your, your, you know, peers or your folks you idolize become friends. And, uh, that's when you say to yourself, like, you know, you're, you're you're tap into another another um dimension in in i guess uh in uh, uh wouldn't you call it success but more of celebrity if that by if that makes sense it's just like you know when you when a lot of your you know whether it's you know nba players like an Allen iverson or you know the the carmelos and the lebrons and they start to know you by your first name and know what you've done and then you know other actors and colleagues i mean a mentor of mine's john travolta i talked to him at least once a week he's a good oh. friend of mine and these are you know stars that had decades of success so 
So, yeah. you know, it's nice to see people you grew up watching and mentoring and appreciate your craft and love what you do. So you start to say, you know, maybe all this is working to the right direction and, and I'm on a right, I'm on a right road. So, um, I think you know, again, so. Grateful and gratitude. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, for sure. Straight shooter. No one's recommended that book yet, so I appreciate you bringing a new book to Cars Yeah. I remind our listeners is a great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where there's over 3,000 books listed by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts. So check them out. I made an easy, quick click to buy. So before I let you go today, because you've given us so much of your time, Luis, uh, I want to play a little game, another little game here, and this is what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to park any car in the world in your driveway. Don't worry about the cost. I will provide it to you. You can take it anywhere, but here's the key. You can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past who's no longer with us. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Car and um, co-pilot? In person, yeah. Or if you want to take well, if you want to take a drive with your whole family, you can do that too. I suppose you probably already do that. But yeah, this is a little bit of a yeah. fantasy for a guy who, you know, could probably get most of the things that he might like to have. But this is fantasy time because I'm paying for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, oh, it's a good question. Another good one. You, you, get, you, you, get them, you, you get them. You get them. Go. You get me thinking. Here. Well, good. Um, That's my job. <laughs> you know, I would probably have to say, just because simply I haven't driven the Chiron uh, Bugatti, right? Ooh, oh I my haven't gosh. been in, in that. <laughs> Yeah, so okay. I have to do the You're going to be an expensive date, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, listen. listen. <laughs> yeah, if I'm paying, why not, right? <laughs> so I would do that just as I haven't, you know, I know it's a V16. I think it's a 16 cylinder. Yeah, they're monsters. They're, they're beasts. Yeah, they're V16. They so, like, I haven't, I haven't been in one yet. Um, and that's simply why. Yeah. And then, um, so it can be somebody who's... Um, yeah, it could even be somebody from the past that's no longer with us. So, you know, some people say, oh, my old grand, my grandfather, I never knew, or I don't know, somebody like that. But yeah, just somebody unique and different that you might feel like you might, you know, learn some things from. I would probably have to say Bill Gates, and not because of his financial success, but his what he does on his uh, philanthropy uh, aspect of it. And I just, and I would, I would love to, I would love to just uh, pick his brain and see here for somebody who can literally buy and do whatever he wants. What motivates, sparks him to be such a philanthropist? Because, you know, it's easy to just give up. And what I mean that is just to, you know, have less care because, you know, there's, there's really not in it for, for an individual. So what drives somebody in that, in that level of success to still be so disciplined and dedicated to humanity? And, um, you know, it takes a special person and, you know, I, I just curious, I think that would be the topic of conversation because then that can translate into what I'm doing and giving back. Because again, it's not how much you're doing, it's why you're doing it and the energy you put into it. Well, that would be an interesting drive in that turbocharged WR16. I think those things are like eight liter, 16 cylinder engines, uh, monster an animal. Car. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. An animal. Well, keep your Something eye. <laughs> that I would, I would like to rent, but I would be terrified to own because I hit one too many potholes. Yeah. I would be out there crying it and you parked a car near target, yeah. uh, yeah. as far as you can, you can't, you just, you just, those are certain cars you can take out maybe around the block and take it back. Well, I tell you, when I introduce you to, uh, my buddy, Bruce, Bruce Canapa, he will tell you cars like that are what he calls one hour cars. And you talk about these yeah, super cars yeah. that people buy and then they drive them for an hour and they say, this is ridiculous. And they park them in their garage and they get in their yeah, Porsche and, then, and they go for a drive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, only, so. the only car that they said is more, I guess it's kind of designed for an everyday driver. Um, I spent a lot of time in these cars in past month in, in Utah is the, uh, I guess, uh, Lamborghini Huracan. Oh, um, geez. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's it's more of a it's a you know more of a drivable I say car. that I say that loosely. Yeah, drivable, uh, affordable in terms of uh, maintenance, right? Unlike the Ferrari, Ferrari has just a little bit more of a higher maintenance cost, and and you could kind of beat them up because it's not an e gear, and they're they're you know it's got an automatic switch gear, so it's uh, it doesn't allow you to really beat up the clutch. So it's uh you know for somebody who has the expendable money and it was looking for a, a, a supercar, it would probably be, you know, something like that because most people, whether they think they could drive or not, there's wear and tear. So, um, but uh, yeah, I still choose the, the 911. That's just, that's just me. <laughs> well, me too. Uh, I'm with you, buddy there. But I think the, the Lamborghini, since it's owned by the Volkswagen Group, Audi's a subsidiary of that. I think that Audi lineage and usable parts between the cars is what makes those more usable, you know, yep. and less temperamental. Uh, Luis, you have given me so much of your time today, and I can't thank you enough. Before I let you go, could I ask you to share maybe some words of inspiration with our listeners today to uh, get them even more fired up, not only about the Philadelphia Concord, but just about life in general and the successes that you've achieved? Absolutely. And it's black and white. And it's uh, just don't give up. Don't take no for an answer and follow your dreams. I mean, whatever you want to do, you have one life to live. Never too old, you're never too young. Great things don't happen overnight. But then, you know, if you're working towards something that you love, it's really not considered work, right? right. So why are you putting time and a calendar date on your personal achievements of success? And I and, and that, I feel like that's the problem in our society. And what the leading cause of why people are so depressed is because they are putting a time on when they feel they should achieve X, Y, and Z. And there's no time. There's no time. Your time is endless. And, it, you know, you, you can't, you know, look at somebody else's success and say, I didn't achieve it then. It wasn't, it wasn't your time. You follow your path. You do things you love to do. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't translate into the monetary. We all need to make money to survive, but something that you're passionate about, you know, doesn't always have to translate into dollars. It could just be something that's, that's peace. And if you find your peace in life, everything else works out because there's a lot of people that make hand over foot and they're not living in peace. And what's the sense of living if you're not living in peace? There's nothing like a peace of mind, waking up every day, feeling light chested. You don't have to have the anxieties and, and all the dilemmas and you're, and you're smiling, you know, like, like a child, uh, you know, when you, the ice cream truck will go by and that, <laughs> that joy of fulfillment. And for us to find that as adults, I feel like we lose it is because the running and gunning of our society, but never give up, never take no for an answer and, and follow that passion, follow that dream you want to do. I mean, there's probably a lot of listeners that have careers and they have jobs, but in the back of their mind, there's something they would love to try. Try yeah. it. It doesn't have to succeed the first two months. It doesn't have to succeed the first year but if you're making baby steps forward you're moving forward to it and it's giving you something to look forward to and don't put a time clock on it you know keep going until you feel like you're learning more and and let that just be the adventure it's called life you know the adventure should never have a start and finish date just you know you just go forward and you, you, you'd be surprised that mindset how much more you would achieve when you put less pressure pressure on yourself. I'm a firm believer of that. And it happens to me all the time when I'm least worried about a project or I, even when I was in auditioning rooms and I would leave and, but you know, I put my best foot forward and forget about it, you know, go have lunch, go, go live my, that, that's when you get the calls. Now, when you put all <laughs> nice. the stresses and saying to yourself, I need this, I really want this. That's when it's the law of the universe, you just got to put your best foot forward and just know things will happen on its time when it's right for you. 
Luis, you're one inspirational guy, and I'm so fortunate to have spent some time with you today and get to know you a little bit better. I want to thank you. And Thank you. How can people follow along with you in your career? Do you have a website, or what's the best way for people to learn what you're doing? Absolutely. That's a very good question. I'm, I'm huge on social now. I mean, if you guys have Instagram, you can follow me, and that's at Luis, L-U-I-S-T-R-I-K-Z. So I kept my show basketball name as a remembrance. Clearly, most of this uh, conversation had to go back into some of my earlier passions and I'm like you know what why should I leave that in the past because it means something to me yeah and um, it's a reminder of where I started from so it's Lewis Tricks on all social L-U-I-S-T-R-I-K-Z and um, you know send me a message if anybody has any questions or I try to get back to every single direct message and I repost so I'm extremely active for my fans and my viewers and uh, yeah stay in touch with me. Absolutely. And of course, you listeners, if you attend the sixth annual Philadelphia Concord, you'll see Louis at the event as the Grand Marshal. So that's very, very cool. I'll put links to all of these on his show notes page. And a quick shout out to our friend Judy Stropas. She brings me so many great guests. She's responsible for getting Luis on the show today. Judy, thank you once thank again. You. Yeah. Luis, thanks for being so generous today with so much of your time, your expertise, and sharing the spectacular life you built for yourself. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Philadelphia Concours. Porsche Delphia, baby, this weekend. <laughs> there you and go. And I'm offering, I'm offering a free autograph signing. So I'll have uh, eight by tens from from the still of the project and uh anybody who comes will attend have uh meet and greets and uh free autograph sessions so well um, you go. cool way of giving back so thank you you're welcome you're welcome for several years now you've heard me talk about linkage magazine i've been a subscriber since the start they're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Today's vehicles are essentially computers on wheels, and it takes more than a wrench and oil to keep them humming. That's why Cars Yeah! supports TechForce Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to driving tomorrow's workforce of skilled technicians forward. Techs keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. Yet there's a massive tech shortage because many young people don't know it's no longer a blue-collar job. Today, it's a new-collar career. It involves computers, technology, it's in high demand, you get paid really well, and you can live and work anywhere in the country. I know you're passionate about cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and you can help pass that passion on to the next generation of techs so our rides keep rolling down the road. Visit techforce.org today and learn how. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.